0: Hello, my name is Ed Kozell and welcome to Conversations with Calistoga, a periodic set of podcasts covering events, topics, and people relevant to our community. This episode is the third of four discussing the Brannan Center project, whereby the Calistoga Community Presbyterian Church, often known as the Green Church, will be leased for 50 years by the Brannan Center, heavily renovated, and operated as a multicultural community center supporting education community services and performing arts hi i'm ed Cozell and i'm here today with uh, tim wilkes tim is a on the board of the brandon center has been a resident of calistoga for 31 years some people may also know tim as a member of the planning commission tim thank you for your time today it's a pleasure to be with you it
1: is a pleasure to be here
0: so you are, uh, in addition to a long resident of Calistoga, you you've, are a career architect practicing um, for, for most of your career, I think, down in Southern California.
1: Yes. I've, uh, I've been uh, a licensed architect for about 50 years and uh, had a long career in uh, the Newport Beach, Laguna Beach areas, um, but mostly really all of western United States and the Pacific Rim, Korea, Japan, and those, those areas.
0: What attracted you to the Green Church project?
1: The Green Church has been, of course, an iconic uh, place and an iconic structure for certainly as long as we've been here. We knew about it almost as soon as we bought our home here. And, and over the 30 years of watching it, in a kind of slow-motion spiral as it has degraded not in its spirit but has certainly degraded in its upkeep. And, uh, and that has accelerated over the last few years until it became truly apparent that, that the church structure was in trouble and that, that unless something was done, uh, we were going to begin to get an expiration date. So the
0: the working group that we've heard from before um, initiated the conversation with the Presbyterian Church on on what might be done, but but what will be done? What we might call the vision of what will be done is largely fallen to you to to address. Can you tell us what you know about that vision and? and perhaps what you thought when you looked at that church?
1: Well, of course, I've, I've, I've been looking at that church for a long time. And uh, and the, certainly the thing that you become familiar with in the beginning is the fact of where it is and how it is used, even if you never set foot inside. And uh, because it is at such... an important crossroad in the town because it is directly across the river from the Calistoga Elementary School, um, because it is one of the walker central places where um, half of the town who walks what we call the loop uh, passes by it. um, It was clear to me uh, just as a place, as a location that it is begging to be a natural gathering place, and uh, and is currently an active gathering place for the students at Calistoga Elementary, as many of their parents pick their kids up at the church instead of at the school. Um, so, so one of those thoughts was to create uh, an inviting area that would be welcoming to. Everyone, not necessarily associated with any specific activity, but just because of its location. And if we could begin to um, to exhibit some real inviting spaces uh, that would attract people there, just if they were just to sit and rest on a park bench. So that was part of it. Um, And then, of course, the structure itself is one of the largest structures in Calistoga, and it's and it's also one of the tallest. So it, it instantly gets your attention. It is also unmistakably a church. Um, and so as we thought about that, and it was clear to me that it will always carry that church with the community. And so you don't want to do things like Take the steeple off or change the gothic arch windows, things like that. So it it became from the exterior also part of an exercise to enhance the church, but but keep it as as the iconic structure that it, it has always been.
0: So the the church serves today well many purposes, but one of them is I believe it allows the elementary school parents to use their parking lot to drop off their children and pick them up again in the afternoon. Will that continue?
1: That will continue and is, in fact, um, in the process of being formalized with the Calistoga Unified School District. And uh, we have currently, the church has a parking lot with 21 parking spaces. We will actually be uh, reconfiguring that with the ability to do 31 parking spaces, but in addition to that, um, the access from this curbside will be much easier because it will no longer be the traditional uh, planted or, in this case, dead grass parkways and a four-foot-wide sidewalk, but a true plaza that is that has um, paving stones that go all the way out to the curb. So a Pulling up to the curb, their their child can jump right in. Uh, we've incorporated uh, park benches along the Washington Street frontage, which are all under the shade of of large London plane trees and uh, And that will be another place where the kids can wait or the parents can wait. Um, it is where the the traditional uh, push cart, Fellow who is there every day after school can can have a captive audience and and let people uh, enjoy their enjoy their snacks. So,
0: if we were standing at the on the Berry Street Bridge, for example, looking at the corner of Washington and Third, what will we see when we look when this project is finished?
1: Well, looking from from the Berry Street Bridge, or having or walking down Washington from Lincoln Avenue, um, the first thing you would encounter is a significant plaza, public-looking space that is inviting you as a pedestrian to just wander wander around, uh, regardless of whether you were headed towards the facility. And so that will be the first attraction. Uh, that combined with the the landscaping and paving areas. And then, as far as the structure is concerned, uh, you will still be looking largely at what has historically been the big green church, although it will not be green. and the uh, the we will be doing an addition, and the addition is for a public or for a lobby space that is lacking in the facility now. Uh, traditionally, in a church, it would have been called called the Northex. But for the uses for the public facilities that we want to try to uh, make for as, as a community center, we need really an entrance, a formal entrance that is a lobby space that you can that you can enter into the, everywhere into the facility, and and that will be an addition that will be uh, adjacent to this this plaza area, and will incorporate into the um, into the massing of the existing church, but will be different. In order to distinguish it as being n- being not part of the historic, iconic existing church structure.
0: So, for those who haven't been inside the Green Church, um, could you briefly describe the the primary rooms and levels of the church, and and perhaps either how they were used or how they will be used going forward?
1: Yeah. Yes. The. Um the, the the structure which has been uh, built originally as just a sanctuary, and then had over the last hundred and fifty years had two separate additions uh, apply um, built onto it, and have incorporated what is today very nearly ten thousand square feet of interior space in it, and the church uh, is is on technically on four separate levels. Realistically, it's on three levels. There is a, a primary level that incorporates the existing sanctuary and a large, uh, almost mezzanine level, three feet above that. And and that includes uh, what the church would refer to as a social hall, which is about almost the same size as the sanctuary, and then a, a large, multi-purpose room, uh, one could uh, call it a, a large conference room or classroom. Uh, it incorporates incorporated a, a kitchen at one time, which is now closed up, um, and and a 1950s effort at a public restroom. Um, and that pretty much incorporates the primary public area uh, as you enter into the church. The if you go up one uh, full level above the mezzanine. There is what was always originally the church offices area, but uh, was then later used for uh, children for young children and and being looked after during church services and things like that, and will ultimately be reconfigured into um, uh, an office type open cubicle kind of kind of space. and then below that mezzanine space on the main level is an existing lower level, uh, technically not a basement, but technic- but also technically three feet below grade. And it is a uh, combination of a couple of spaces, but most of it is a large open space that has historically been used for all kinds of activities from from Zumba classes to yoga to uh, dance classes to exercise, to the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Um, to you know, different clubs that would meet, and and all of that was contained within that lower level. But the and the lower level was was accessed through the through the church. So really, what we have is is uh, a three level working space, and that really began to offer us the opportunities to say, okay, how can we how can we fine tune this into a true sort of multicultural, multi-use, multi-organizational kind of community
0: center. So you've described the building as it is today, and it's a, we all know it's a 150-year-old building built in pieces over the years. How, if, if I could ask you to, to, to speak about what will it become? How will that building look, you know, it, a couple of years from now? And and how will it be updated to meet current standards codes and things like that uh,
1: when you look at the church 3 years from now um you're going to still recognize it as as the place it's always been but it's going to be much nicer and and it will have been transformed uh as as a true working community center as well as the ability to do performing arts or lectures or talks or school performances, um, any number of of different functions. And so in order to accomplish that sort of menu of of wish list, uh, the building actually subdivides itself really well. Um, the sanctuary, if you have not ever been into the existing sanctuary, I remember the first time I walked in, and I looked up at a redwood ceiling that literally took my breath away um, because it was clearly probably thousand-year-old redwood trees that are really redwood that is no longer available um, and and is, dates the building to an era that is so wonderful the space itself is is a very inviting perfectly uh, proportioned height with uh, space for for gatherings which you would expect in a church sanctuary um, and and it is our hope that we will really restore the sanctuary as an architectural space and not mess with it too much other than then making it more state of the art for, for sound, for audiovisual, for fire suppression, for safety hazards, all of those sorts of aspects. But but the sanctuary is a real treasure as it is. Um,
0: if I could ask, how many people can the sanctuary seat?
1: The, when we're done, and we will we will be, uh, uh, instead of using pews, since it will be somewhat multi use we're going to be using movable chairs so that the space could be reconfigured for different kinds of events. And uh, and in that uh, w- that type of seating, we will be able to seat somewhere between 120 to 130, 135 possible uh, people in just in the sanctuary space. Um, and then in stepping up to the mezzanine, the mezzanine, as I mentioned, had this uh area that was has always been the social hall um I think that all of us who grew up in churches, there was always a social hall and and it had off of it the now abandoned kitchen um but but the it also has a full stage at one end that's elevated well elevated above the floor, and it lends itself. To the, to the possibility of doing theater types of uh, performances in it uh, as well as large-scale meetings. Uh, you could certainly have a city council meeting in there, but you could also have a school play or you could have one of the local theater groups uh, having performances in there. And again, we would utilize uh, movable armchairs. Um, And in that space, we can get uh, somewhere between 100 and 110 people sitting in an audience format. Uh, There actually is is another possibility in that that room because it will be connected via a dumbwaiter to a new commercial kitchen that will be in the lower level. And the room could actually be reconfigured with dining tables. Um, and act as a banquet space that would complement maybe the the performing space in what is the now sanctuary. So it really becomes more multi-use and is again uh, a great proportion in a in a very nice space. Um, we will also on that mezzanine level be uh, incorporating a full contemporary. Uh, men's and women's restrooms that meet all of the needs and all of the qualifications for both the building codes and for um, federal ADA and California uh, handicapped requirements, as well as a central uh, stair tower that will connect every level of the building um, in one central place. And then adjacent, also on that same level, will be a new large conference room that will be a multi-class multi-use can be used as cl- a classroom space can be used for smaller meetings can be used for uh, board meetings can be used as as um, a VIP area during a uh, some sort of uh, event um, could be used as a bridal dressing room for a, for someone who was getting married so it would be a, a multi-use space also
0: and finally, the lower level
1: well, finally, the lower level and the lower level, I think, is a real hidden gem. I will say, and I have to say in preface that that when one normally thinks and it has historically always been called the basement, and I have said to people that if you if you are blindfolded and let into a basement, how do you know you're in a basement? And the answer of course, is because it smells bad and that is something that the lower level of the Brandon Center does not smell bad and has actually never smelled bad, which is a real uh, testament to the strong bones and uh, worthy construction of the original of the original structure. But the but the lower level will be subdivided in a couple of different uses. Once one is is that we will be installing a full commercial kitchen. Uh, commercial kitchens being different than just your typical church kitchen. This is something that is um, uh, inspected and improved by the county health department on a regular basis and can be used for private or commercial uses. Uh, It will have its own access to the parking lot via a ramp so so that supplies or catering carts can be brought in or out. And we'll have a capacity certainly to service the entire Tire Brandon Center. Uh, Adjacent to that kitchen will be this large room that exists now that has always been used uh, historically for those Zoom classes and exercise classes and and, and such as that. And I would hope and expect it will be uh, used in the same way. It has always historically also been the home to the California Food Pantry and And we uh believe that we have the capacity to bring that back into um into this facility. The one thing that is missing though in the lower level has always been the the ability to get in and out of it easily uh and with any grace uh you either had to come through the church and down the stairs interior or you had to take kind of a circuitous exterior entrance on the back side of the building in what was really just an emergency exit. Uh, one of the, the aspects that we, have, that we have thought to incorporate is to excavate at one end of the lower level and make a large open courtyard so that we can put floor to ceiling glass and doors uh, drawing light into the entire lower level and to have uh, have an ADA-compliant ramp that goes from the Washington Street side of the plaza all the way down to this courtyard, and that will have the ability to do a lot of things. If it is used uh, as the food pantry, people can come directly from the outside down the ramp um, and – go through the activities in the food pantry and either exit the same way or even exit uh, on the other side directly back into the parking lot. Um, it also gives us the opportunity to have one activity going on, for instance, in the main part of the Brandon Center, in the, in the sanctuary space, in one of the theater spaces, and have a second activity independently happening for a Boy Scout meeting or some other meeting in the lower level with independent access to come and go independently. So it becomes a multi-use, multifunctional um, way to to resubdivide the building and, and help it work uh, in all different ways. And I would just say, and in, in, in lastly, is that one of the important aspects of all of this is to be able to make every part, every public part of this building uh, accessible to everyone and compl- in complete compliance with federal and state um, handicapped access regulations, and all of that will be done without the need for any mechanical lifts anywhere. It will all be done interior
0: and exterior with the use of ramps. Great, thank you very much. So, kind of in, in closing, what do you? What is your personal, you know, guiding vision for this facility when it's all finished? What do you hope it will offer the city of Calistoga, the community of Calistoga?
1: My hope is that that we can, in in reality, be able to double down on what the existing church used to provide for the city. Uh, It was, for decades and decades— the real community anchor for virtually every activity and every organization in the community. And that has been lost over the years as, as the congregation has diminished and the, and the congregation has, has increased in age. And the city has not had the, had the capacity uh, unt- now forever to really be able to supplant um, or replace that capacity. There has been talk forever for a community center uh, at Sharpstein Plaza, for a community center at the fairgrounds, for one here or there, and, and we are still utterly lacking in that. And so it is my hope that the Brandon Center will become the community anchor uh, as the other end of the block of Washington Street between Washington and Barrie and, Barry, and, uh, and be, that, be that place where everyone knows to
0: come. Tim Wilkes, thank you very much for your time today. That was very interesting.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: The restoration and transformation of the Green Church into Calistoga's Brannan Center needs your help and financial support. If you are interested to continue the legacy of this building and community, we can provide more information. We need and ask for your support. Contact us online at Brannoncenter.org or send email to engage at Again, that's engage at Brannoncenter.org. Thank you very much for your time.